Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hi, Pastor Dave. Hello. Oh, you've got Blaze again. Yes. Hi, little girl. Yeah, not Aww. exactly on my favorite list today. Now, wait a minute. What? cute little blaze. Well, my do- she was first grumpy and wanted out of bed real early this morning before six o'clock, blaze. So uh, she was sleeping with my daughter, Tori. Tori took her out. Yeah. And as soon as she was done, she perk, 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 until she- someone would come to the door. So I stumbled there to get her. I haven't been to sleep this morning since that time, an hour before I was supposed to get up. Oh. She's not on my happy list. So you're feeling pretty tired today. I am. Hmm. Well, then, I think we're going to need to change plans and do a simple Bible study instead of something complicated. Well, simple would be good. Complicated would be really hard for me. (laughs) All right. Well, first of all, Tell me the story in a few simple sentences of the Good Samaritan. You want me to remember in my foggy mind? Um, might be difficult, but I think you can do it. All right. This guy was walking down the road, and he fell among robbers. They beat him, they stripped him, they left him. First, the priest came by, looked, and walked away. And then came a, what was it, a Levi or somebody, another religious guy, and walked by on the other side. It was a Samaritan who walked by and, and, uh, the third one, the third, yeah, yeah, and said, uh, uh, saw him and had compassion and, and bound up his wounds, took him to an inn and told the innkeeper, you take care of him, I'll be back, I'll settle up the, the deal when I come back. Wow. Very well summarized. Oh, and then Jesus said, so who was his neighbor? And the man who was asking the question about sarcasm, like, who's my neighbor? Because you said, love your neighbors yourself. Excellent summary, as I said. Now then, to keep this from being just a cute little story with a cute little moral, what did Jesus do? Uh, What do you mean, what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do to others? Oh, in a situation like, the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, he had mercy. Um, he had compassion on, on sinners. Um, he died on the cross, and that by that he bandaged up our wounds. He paid for the price in full. Oh, I get it. He was really the good Samaritan. Exactly. Well, people, since uh, Pastor Dave is tired, I guess this is going to be the shortest Wait podcast on record. Wait a minute. I, I, we took a break. I dozed a little. I think I can pull this thing out. I don't know. Hey, give me a chance. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. All right. Hey, just to prove that I'm now sort of with it, I don't know if you meant it, but it was a real good lead-in using that story about the Good Samaritan because... 
in many ways, that's exactly what happened with Obadiah. Oh. He was the one beaten up on the road. I mean, because just kind of recapping Obadiah and what all had happened, um, Israel was uh, being attacked and beaten up by the Babylonians, carried away. And mm-hmm. uh, and the, uh, um, what are they called again? The um, people in the rocks high up. The Edomites. Yeah, that's, I guess I'm not totally with it. The Edomites were kind of looking down, laughing and joking. Oh, you know, because they're, they're kin. And, and they didn't come and rescue, but instead laughed and joked. And, the, and even, they were all full of schadenfreude. Oh, yeah, schadenfreude, yeah. Uh, laughing and, and having great joy at, at the, the, Judah's demise. And, and so um, they were kind of like the, 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 the Samaritan on the road being beaten up. And, and they were like the, the Levi walking by and saying, I'm not going to touch him. But it's Jesus who did stop and give the medicine to us. And we're going to find out here in, in, as we go on uh, how God, even in the Old Testament, stops by and bandages up wounds of, of uh, Judah, even though the city is absolutely leveled. Leveled in, in 587, 586. Um, anything else about those Edomites? Um, read one where they're placed that they're, they're uh, black bearded people high up in the, in the peaks and cliffs, kind of like eagles. Yeah, na, 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 na. you can't get it. Get and, me. And they thought they were strong and mighty and mm-hmm. no one could get them. And so from there, they were just making fun sport of the uh, Israelites. As they were having a bad day. Continuing in the book of Obadiah, verse 15. The day of the Lord is near for all nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your deeds will return upon your own head. Just as you have drank on my holy hill, so all the nations will drink continually. They will drink and drink and be as if they had never been. But on Mount Zion there will be deliverance. It will be holy, and the house of Jacob will possess its inheritance. The house of Jacob will be a fire and the house of Joseph a flame. The house of Esau will be stubble, and they will set it on fire and consume it. There will be no survivors from the house of Esau. The Lord has spoken. People from the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau, and people from the foothills will possess the land of the Philistines. They will occupy the fields of Ephraim and Samaria, and Benjamin will possess Gilead. This company of Israelite exiles who are in Canaan will possess the land as far as Zarephath, and the exiles from Jerusalem who are in Sepharad will possess the towns of the Negev. Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion to govern the mountains of Esau. And the kingdom will be the Lord's. Chapter 
like there are two sections here, uh, section verses 15 through 19. Yeah, that does kind of make sense. Okay. And then verses 20 and 21. Okay. And uh, so in verse 15, I, I get it here. It says, the day of the Lord is near for all nations. I understand that. That's judgment day. That's right. Correct? Judgment day, the final day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, we're not just talking about Esau. We're talking all nations here. That is correct. Okay. And it says, as you have done, it will be done to you. Your deeds will return upon your own heads. I I understand that too. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, with with judgment day, God will judge us based on our deeds. The only thing that stops that is when the finger points at, at, at you and he says, what have you done? I see your deeds. If we say, but I trust in Jesus to forgive me. And then God the Father looks at Jesus. Oh, this is one of your friends. Well, then come on in. That's the difference for Christians on Judgment Day. Otherwise, it is dealing with what you did. Just as you... Okay, but then here it says something about just as you have drank on my holy hill. Uh, uh, what is all this about drinking and drinking and drinking? And There's a couple pictures here. It's really kind of interesting. Um, and, and this is one of the things that fascinates me about the book of Obadiah. It was the tradition... Um, years ago when an army had uh, uh, won a victory that at the end they would have a toast. I mean, we have that at certain parts of victory things. At, at weddings, it's not a victory, but it's a <laughs> celebration. And, and we hold up our glasses and the cheer goes up and mm-hmm. we drink, right? Yeah, or New Year's uh, Eve uh, Yeah. Times. Well, they did this at battle time, too. And so that's this first illusion. You drank on Zion. You proposed toast to your own victory. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll let you drink, God is saying. And what does it say? Drink and drink and be no more. As it's, if they had never been. Yeah. What God is really saying is you'll drink and you'll drink and you'll drink and it won't be empty and it is going to keep flowing down your throat until you drown Oh in my it. gosh. And it's God's anger and wrath that you had such venom that you had a victory drink on my mountain. That's my anger and wrath and I will pour it down your throat and kill you. Is that why verse 17 now says, but on Mount Zion will be deliverance because they're toasting mm-hmm. and they think they've won. But all, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. All of a sudden, God's army comes That's up. That's right. And while they're having their toast, God says, let's have that other party. That's right. And so God just keeps the hand tipped up and, and the people just drowned in their drink. Now, there's another interesting twist to this whole drink thing, though. Actually, a double twist. Do you remember one of the words that Jesus said when he was on the cross? I thirst. Yes. And when he said that, this is a biblical Old Testament theme, especially taken up in Obadiah. And you'll find it elsewhere, too, that uh, drinking God's wrath. And when Jesus said, I thirst, it was a symbolistic Meaning of he was going to drink the dredges of our sins and punishment. And he drank and drank and drank until he would be no more. He died on the cross. And then there's a double twist. What do we do when we have Holy Communion? Jesus says, take, eat, take, Take, drink. drink. But this is not a cup of wrath. 
at Holy Communion, but instead... It's the third cup in the... There are four cups in the Passover meal, Mm. and the third cup is the cup of redemption. Indeed. Indeed. And you are technically, absolutely, 100% quoting how a Passover meal is done today. Yes. The third is the cup of redemption, and that's why we drink it. Not the cup of wrath. Jesus took that one. We get the cup of redemption. I guess there were, uh, there's more than two sections here because now we're at verse 18. You know, really, in a way, but both of these first two things are doubling up doing the same thing about how God, through his people, will bring redemption and destruction to the rest of the world. Hmm. Verse 18, you were going to comment on. The house of Jacob will be a fire, and the house of Joseph... A flame. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's fascinating then because it, it, it says then Edom, which is Esau, as mm-hmm. it said there, is stubble. Well, what does a flame and, and, and a fire do to stubble? Uh, Consume. Right. And it just burns it away. And that's the picture. This is another Old Testament picture that we have of the fire, the consuming fire. It sometimes is seen as the wrath of God, but also as the holiness of God, the righteousness of God, but then God's people marching forth as well. And of course, we got that on Pentecost then. Yes, we do. Aren't there, wasn't it a custom to, uh, when they were trying to uh, make a, a, get a field ready for planting, that they would sometimes burn that field completely? It can, it is often done, yes, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then it reduces it so then uh, that uh, there's nothing remaining that will get in the way to plant the new harvest. Now, in uh, verses 19 through 21, we have a bunch of confusing, very confusing names. Yeah, and it is important to understand them, otherwise we won't understand the meaning behind those verses. Okay. So, here's an easy way to do it. Uh, Take your right hand, put it on your leg, palm up. Palm up, okay. Palm up. Now, most of Israel is going to be your... Your thumb, your palm, and your fingers. Okay? okay. I'm gonna call that Israel. Now on your hand, the the, the thumb, the mm-hmm. base of your thumb, that, that meaty part. Yes. We're gonna call that Mount Zion, and on top of Mount Zion is Jerusalem. So Jerusalem's on a mountain, and it's oh, at the wow. top of Mount Zion. Okay. Which is the base of your thumb. Okay. And now if you go to the right of your thumb off your hand, uh-huh. that's about where the Dead Sea is. 
We haven't talked about the Dead Sea. I know, but you need to have that as a point of reference. Okay. And then if you go, okay, back on the on the meat of your your right hand, uh-huh. uh, uh, the meat of your thumb, and now start following it up your index finger. Uh, that's yeah. the Jordan River. Oh. And about the second joint of your index finger will be the Sea of Galilee. And it's going to cover into the pointer finger. It's a pretty big, that's why it's called a C. Okay, so it comes from off your hand and feeds into that second knuckle of your... Uh Uh-huh, and that follows the Jordan River down your finger, and and it kind of jumps over your thumb, but off into the Dead Sea. Ah, right. Now, by the way, if you have your thumb tight against uh, the Jordan River... Yeah. Uh, your thumb is modern-day Jordan, and that's east of the Jordan River it's talked about. Okay, that's not the base of the thumb now. That's no, the whole thumb that's itself. that's the, the thumb itself. And that part was not part of Israel, correct? Actually, it is. We're going to get to oh, it. Okay. Now, you, now let's start going through with that basic thing. Now I can tell you more about what these words are in these locations. Okay. Let's start with the Negev. The Negev. Um, so go from Mount Zion, that's the meat of your, your thumb, yeah, the base of the thumb. Okay. and you're going down your wrist to about where you take your pulse on your wrist. Ah, yeah. That's the Negev. Now the Negev, right in the middle, that's actually a valley. Okay. And if you go um, towards the, the um, it'd be to the right of your right wrist, uh, moving almost towards the Dead Sea, that's going to be a high ridge, and that's where the um, uh, Edomites lived. It was on this high ridge looking over the, the Negev. So very slightly off the wrist then just before you get to the Dead Sea. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And again, people, remember, this is just a general crude idea, but it gives you an idea of the lay of the land. Boy, I wish I'd had you around during college. Right. What, what, what else do you have there for uh, names? Okay, the Negev... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ephraim. Ephraim, and it's the plains of Ephraim, I think it said. Uh, That's the basically the palm the of your of... hand. Okay. It's going to be the whole palm. Okay. That's Judah. That's okay. going to be Judah. And just above the palm of the hand, uh, uh, into those first few knuckle, first joints, that'd be Samaria above Judah. Edom was, uh, not Edom, what was the word? Ephraim, the plain of Ephraim. That's that whole area there of uh, Judah and Samaria. Okay. And then Gilead? Gilead. Remember I had you look at the the modern-day Jordan with your thumb to the right of? Okay, Gilead would be about at your thumbnail. It's east of the Jordan. Ah. And there was one of the tribes that stayed east of the Jordan even when they crossed. That's right. They asked permission for mm-hmm. their tribe to, to remain there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then uh, the... Land uh, of the Philistines, I know, is mentioned. Of, yeah, uh, if you go from Mount Zion, the thumb, uh, the, the base, base of the, of the thumb, thumb go across the bottom of your palm okay. to the meat of your palm. Just where the meat of the palm touches your wrist. Okay. That it. area, the, the meat of the palm, that's going to be uh, the, the area of the Philistines and Philistia. And beyond your hand there is the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, the land of Philistine, the Philistines was on the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, wait. So beyond the hand, that means like beyond... Be uh, to the left of the hand onto your left leg. Oh, okay. You have your hand laying on your right leg palm up. Okay. Your left leg is the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, all right. And then, uh, of course, there's Canaan. 
Canaan is the name of the of 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 Ephraim, the land prior to. It's all this prior to the children of Israel coming in. So that's reflecting back to the time this was not the promised land. Mm. A land of just natives that God hadn't yet given to the people. And I love trying to pronounce these names. Zarephath. Okay. Um, Follow uh, from Philistia up your left pinky and jump off your left pinky. It's up there somewhere. (laughs) Okay. Um, said something about that it was coastal. Yeah, um, that's right. It's on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. So it's oh, off your left pinky. Because all of that left of your hand is, is the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Sepharad? Sepharad? Follow your pointer finger all the way up. It's somewhere up in there. Way up there. Um, uh, probably modern-day Syria today. It's way, way beyond. It was formerly... We're not exactly sure, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, but they're thinking Assyria, which is modern-day Syria. It's way up there. Not so, part of Israel, then? No, not that at all. That was where they were exiled to, right? No, no. Oh, it wasn't? No. Okay. But what is... Okay, now we're coming... Any other names there before uh, we move to the meaning of all this? No. Not okay. that I can see. Here's the point of all this. The, the, is, the people there knew all these land markings from the Mediterranean, the Philistine area, the Negev, and the, and the, 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 the knoll of the, of the Edomites, the Dead Sea, Mount Zion, Jordan River. They knew, and then the plain of, uh, of uh, Ephraim. They knew all of these, and the plain of Ephraim was the prior Canaan. Um, God is saying he's going to be giving all this land back to those who once had it. And he's expanding its coastline. Its biggest borders were under King David mm-hmm. when he had it from all the way down into the Negev and Edomites. He, he controlled all that land down in your wrist. He controlled the land up to about the fingertips. But not up into Assyria and way up into the coast. That was Lebanon of his day. And he got the cedars of Lebanon to build the temple. Oh, yeah. So he didn't have control. He had sway over them, but he didn't control them. Now God is saying he's going to give to the exiles all of this. So he's saying, I'm going to give you more. I understand this was all taken away. And your blood kin laughed at you. Uh, what was that German word again? Schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to turn that around. And I'm going to give you the promised land. The land that was Canaan. The land that wasn't yours. That is yours now. And it will be great. And it's so expansive. It's unbelievable it's that big. And that's why it's the reference to heaven. Even as verse 15, I think it said, The day of the Lord... The day of the Lord the day of is the Lord. near for all nations. That is Judgment Day. That's the end of the world. The day of the Lord is at hand. And the day of the Lord is at hand for you and me too. So these things, all these landmarks, will God really give all this, or did God give all this back to Israel? No. No, it again is is uh, again because it's the day of the Lord, and all this given back is after the day of the Lord, which means it's after Judgment Day. That means it's the new heavens, the new new earth, earth. and that's heaven. 
Well, with that geography lesson, I think we're done with Obadiah. No, there's just a little bit more with these verses that have to be understood and pulled out. Uh, All right. If you'd start reading again, I think it's verse 19. Listen to how many times it'll say possess or occupy. and, And those really are the same Hebrew words that's referencing that land. People from the Negev will occupy one the mountains of Esau, and people from the foothills will possess two the land of the Philistines. They will occupy three the fields of Ephraim and Samaria, and Benjamin will possess four Gilead. This company of Israelite exiles who are in Canaan will possess five the land as far as Zarephath. The exiles from Jerusalem uh, who are in Sepharad will possess six the towns of the Negev. Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion. Um, no, that verse doesn't have anything about possessing it. It, it doesn't. Well, we're going to come back to that. So we have here six things of either possess or occupy. And really, it's the same meaning of the word. Have control, live in, dwell in. And six times. Six is an interesting number. It's reversing all of the bad that took place. And again, this is, and the last two are far beyond what King David had when he had the best of all earthly worlds. That's why this is talking about the next world of everlasting life. And you told me that they would understand this because unlike those of us who are uh, here in uh, the Western world, um, they understood that that because it says uh, that the day of the Lord for all nations is near, that, uh, that they understood this to mean heaven, whereas we... Yeah, day of the Lord yeah. means judgment, and then all nations, it's, it's encompassing the entire world. They would have understood this language very clearly. Yep, yep. But then there was this other thing. Well, you'd, I, we stopped. You said but the deliverers would go up Mount Zion? The deliverers will go up on Mount Zion. Okay. Do you know what the seventh book of the Bible is? Genesis X. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. Judges. Do you know what often that word judge is translated as? Uh, Deliverer. Oh. Or Savior. It can be either way. Jesus is a deliverer, Savior. It's somebody who will rescue uh, from peril. And so, and it's interesting because that means then two things. One, uh, the deliverers will go up on Zion, which means their work is done and completed. Everything's been delivered. And this moves it back from the time of the kings to the time of the judges or the deliverers. There's some translations that actually say instead of the book of the judges or judges, uh, deliverers. Um, and it's moving back to that time. God liked that better because then he was totally in control. Everyone saw that God was. And, and it was really in the end of the book, we want a king like everybody else. And that's when we get first and second Samuel with all the kings. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, um, um, the deliverers, it's moving back to that time when God is in control. Not a king. 
Not a king, but our God. And then we have the final, final promise of the book of Obadiah. And the kingdom will be the Lord's. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as As it it is in heaven. heaven. Okay, Cecilia, now we're done. Let it rip. If you want to write to us, you can certainly do so. Write to info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone, N-O-T, dash A-L-O-N-E, dot net, N-E-T. Or, of course, you can search us out on Facebook. Look for Room 4216 or Dave, D-A-V-E, Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S. And remember, we are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Let us break bread together. Jocelyn Grove Choral Society, 100 Best Loved Hymns. And Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn, Interlude Musicians, 1-1.